witch and the shadow priest fairy tales Ogusfield a quaint town with an idyllic feel it truly has the dark magic sealed the magic of light is the people of Ogusfield's zeal doesn't matter if you're a mage witch priest shaman wizard nor sage even the necromancers have their place everyone delights in the unity that is a swash in Ogusfield. yet there is a growing problem the usage of shadow magic it can lead to death so tragic see as the town has accepted people from all over the land of Thornville, there has been an influx of new potion ingredients. Oh, I'm not against the occasional toot of tree bud or the occasional ayahuasca potion. Yet, I am against the violence that sometimes come with the use of shadow magic. It's when we use synthetic ingredients that it is dangerous, and of course, when we refine the natural ingredients in a synthetic manner, the potions can get out of hand. So there are many tales to be told about good old Ogusfield. Yet as you sit with me by the fire, we should talk about one. One of the greatest witches to walk the earth. Never afraid, never had fear. Would always be where danger is near. You see... I said Ogusfield had dark magic sealed. Well, that's exactly why the people of Thornville would visit to raid the light. Both good and bad witches would tour the town and even settle due to the multicultural magic of the town. So the streets lit by dim lights and the moonlight could sometimes be the most dangerous and other times the most safe. Yet. When this witch was in the town, even I, the priest, knew that the people were safe. You see, sometimes we shadow priests don't get on with the witches, and sometimes we do. This witch was a fine one. All the witches were safe from the lurking eyes of the dark magic that could send the men into a tirade. And this was not because of the fox that was always nestled at her side but because she had such mighty self-dignity and pride. So as I tell you this story, you should know, the streets of Ogusfield are a little less safe as she has died. You see, she was dismissed from the Covenant due to the battle with the Red Witch. She was cast into a life of isolation. Yet, with this isolation, she found a home on the streets of Ogusfield as an alpha female as a protector. Many of the younger immortals enjoyed drinking the Covenant Ale and smoking the Hazelwood, dancing until all the hours in the local alehouses. Our witch, watching over them, like a diligent street angel, guess you would never expect a shadow priest to proclaim a witch an angel. Yet here we are. So you can imagine it was a great shock when the shadow priest walked past her perch in the street for the last time. There were new merchants, new settlers. With them they brought the same old ingredients, yet with new coercive methods of appealing to the addiction of shadow potions.
new vicious methods of treating the people of Oversfield. Not to mention the synthetics that were being sold by the Covenant that were just terrible. It was a tough time. This witch witnessed me fall from the grace of my position. I too victim to an inquisition. Yet, though I survived, I too was made incumbent on the streets of Oversfield. Yet I had far more dwellings to rest if needed than the great witch we speak of. Ogresfield, a town where it doesn't matter whether your gods are old or new. Everyone still wishes the best fortune for you. Yet, it is still a part of Thornville. There are still the laws of the land to abide by. The economy of gold still ruled over the magic of Ogresfield. So to finish this tale of veneration, The witch whom saved so many from the foul demons that would occasionally swamp the town and attack witch child and priest child alike ended her own life. And that very night I had a battle with a demon and the fox from a distance looked me in the eye and I thought nothing of it. I thought she allows the fox to roam sometimes. No one has seen worse times than this witch. The magic taken from her grasp, yet she still battled on. She always seemed so very impenetrable and strong. Oh, how I was wrong. She used shadow magic for the last time and alleviated her pains and levitated herself to a great height outside the potion shop and dropped from the sky. Like she did when she was born. That angel, that witch now six feet under in a ditch. If there is anything you should learn from this story, is that even those you think are the strongest, the wisest and most powerful, can at times have moments of weakness that are insurmountable. It is not the Red Witch nor the Covenant who are accountable. It is the wicked laws of Thornville that segregate upon the lives of gold that you have in your loins. Necromancer, Mage, priest, witch, and warlock, it seems not to matter. It doesn't matter what spell you cast in your life. It's for what purpose. And in Ogresfield that was recognised. Yet the greed continued to feed on the unity. Every day I chant for the protection of the multicultural magic impunity. And remember that witch's purity. As she stopped many a young one from the shadow magic and its impurity. And now, one of my fellow demon slayers dead, not by the hand of a demon, but by her own hand, her own volition. I will never forget her as I walk forward in this most unholy mission, in this world of sin, the power she inspired within, the passions she inspired in my dulled skin, for those we must remember. For though she was a witch and I was a shadow priest, we were kin. The making of a shadow priest, a Wiccan soul. The training of a shadow priest in the quaint town of Ogresfield, where it nay mattered what caster you are. Mage, priest, Wiccan, witch, 
wizard and more, all were welcome in the town of Overstreet. No notions of stereotype nor malicious ignorance to tar. Even the necromancer and the dragon slayers were welcomed with open arms. There on the hill was the Spellcaster Academy. The young shadow priest is yet to know qualms, yet to know the true sense of shadows, magics, harms. At this time he was practicing druidry, his potions lacking finesse and suited to meet the sewagery. In fact, many did he repeat, continually striving to practice potion after potion he crafted, in the hope that one day he and others would be enraptured by his own potential and selected for the Thornville College of Potioncraft. His life was, he thought, more difficult than his peers. He had the least gold of almost all the people in his year. Yeah, he was soon to learn that gold is not the only thing that casters yearn. He would soon see what burns in the eyes of demons, and how they can convert casters to the horde of malicious magic of power and persuasion. Despite the solidarity of the people of Ogersfield and the zeal of the light and the sealed darkness, there was still lurking a bleakness in Ogersfield. Although the people of Ogersfield understood the union of black and white magic, the shadow magic was still indulged in by those with ill intent. And now with this story by the fire, you will see why the shadow priest, despite his cast of choice, never needs to repent. For to fight fire with fire sometimes is the only way to end a forest blaze. And in all his days he was not expecting any more of the maleficent magic to be seen again at the academy. And oh, so strange that it would revolve around potion crafting once more. Although this time, casting was also a core element of the uproar, of the pain that leaves his soul sore to this day. One that too leaves him empowered, yet in his eyes there is only shadow magic, neither the beauty of black magic nor white magic, although certainly never the magic of darkness, thankfully. Only the gods know how dangerous his casting could be if it were so. You see, despite the elements of sorrow and pain that foreshadowed this priest's life at the time of which I speak, when he attended the academy and even now Hithro, he still sees the light in the black and the colour in the white enchantment, though for a long time he lived in bare and squalid encampments. He always smiled, he always laughed in between the moments of sorrow. Like a front crawl swim he was still able to breathe, yet from the chaos spells casted upon him he has not yet had his leave. You see, it is like any story, really, a friend and a fiend feeding on the joy. Among the halls of Ogersfield Academy were deep, dark secrets left there in silence so as to catch the demon cult. Majors, Wiccans, necromancers and more all took a secret oath to carry justice and catch the users of malevolent magic. In exchange, the secrets remained. The unwitting students and the ones aware that had to face the demons. One group tasting the utopia, the other ensnared by a dystopia. It was, however, truly idyllic. 
There are houses within the academy, yet no division, and better still, no clique. People enjoy the fine art music, the sports of goblet chasing and more. What they didn't know was goblins were lurking at the doors. Servants of the malevolent ones, goblins serve nothing but maliciousness of darkness. One sprites soon followed the path so far into the shadows that they became slaves to the way of malevolence. These goblins, not like the ones of fairy tales, they were harbingers of despair, and worse still, had their hands on the transfiguration potions. And our unwitting shadow priest and his friends were soon to meet the fiends, though they had been present since the first encounter with the malevolent ones some years before. I'm afraid it's not yet time to share the story of that encounter at the academy. One day you will understand, young Castor, as we share this tale aside the roasting fire, for it sires a great sadness that hate and malevolence can sprout from if I am not ready to tell it and you nay ready to hear it. That is, not to undervalue the darkness that is entailed in this tale. And so, it was two years since, and the shadow priest was on the mend, though still suffering from the chaos spells placed upon him in the years before. But without falter, nor giving up on a whim, he continued to engage with the world of magic. He fell in love with literature, every word painting a picture, began to see history as a canvas of magic that could empower the weary soul. The legends of Sparta, Boudicca and the Dragonheart, and many more flowing through his spirit. Courage became his only empiric, and just in time. One of his old friends began to take up potion crafting and casting prior to that. They were engaged in other such arts, such as transfiguration, tanking and healing. Together, they began to combine their knowledge and had great fun in the classes at the Ogusfield Academy of Magical Arts. The Academy was awarded the Potion Crafting Accolade, and so new potion ingredients and cauldrons were sweeping the chambers. They began to apply healing spells to the notions of potion craft with great success, and furthermore, in the history of literature, casting, there were a sense of being enthralled in each other's wisdom. An interpretation of the feats of great casters and the mortals of centuries prior. Our young shadow priest and the young Wiccan became further enthralled in friendship, and that's what he would always remain at. The shadows would in both their minds always reign, both victim to the chaos spells casted upon them by the malevolent ones. Unwitting to the shadow priest, every day she dropped a subtle cue that there were dark goblins everywhere. She was reduced to silence, as if she had spoken out. The spell that the elder witch cast to protect her would come crashing down and she would surely perish and perhaps every student at the academy too. She bore the brunt of the most malevolent magic that could ever be known. Yet, her eyes still glowed with the light of a thousand supernovas, her heart still as gentle and as powerful as butterflies' wings. 
delicate yet able to force a tornado upon the earth. The effect of her glance is always pearlescent in my eyes and the shadow priests. Yet upon her soul energy the demons and goblins did feast. Her innocent and beautifying outlook on all things made it difficult for the shadow priest to acknowledge that the malevolent casters had returned. And for this reason, into her and his soul, scars would be burned. The young shadow priest and Wiccan would often communicate through the crystal orbs and talk through the night about happiness for the whole of Formville evermore. Yet one night there were things so strange said, and the eyes of the shadow priest bled. The next day they spoke and he lifted a black rose from under his cloak. You see, at this time the shadow priest was intently gardening a luscious potion garden that would have any herbalist in awe. He hoped that they would go there with the Wiccan and the others. Alas, they would not. The chaos magic was too strong. What those malevolent casters did made it so sad, pitiful and sorrowful that the sight of each other would simply make them tearful. Although, it's one of the reasons that the shadow priest took up shadow magic and never was fearful in the face of every demon that crossed his path in all the years that he faced evil's wrath. You see, her whole family had been replaced by goblins. They fed on her soul and stole the wisdom of the academy and used the knowledge to perfect the transfiguration potions, all the while contributing to the menace and terror that befalled Ogusfield. The moment he gave the Black Rose after that night, where she declared she was filled dirt and a foul beast over the Crystal Cloud Messenger, the Shadow Priest was intent on reminding this Wiccan of the beautifying elements of her interpretations of literature and how she helped history empower him. And of course there were others who inspired him, others that he actually loved and inspired too, though this friend was in need of reminding. Of the light magic in her soul that was so blindingly unblinding. She then replied, will you walk me home? I mean, will you walk me to his house? Is it my home? I can't remember. Someone must have cast a spell on me or... This rose is just too intoxicatingly beautiful, she whispered with a gentle smile. So they began walking home. Then he realised they were walking to the wrong side of Ogusfield, not the side of Ogusfield they had all played in when they were younger and enjoyed caroling in. Things began to add up, and out of the shadows the goblins' laughter began to erupt. He looked around in panic, she was gone, and the goblin whispered, don't listen to the siren's soul. Yet the chaos magic that had been used in him years before made him aware of the transfiguration. All the priests had needed was an inclination to see through the malevolent magic shield. So he committed a shadow cast and told a lie. That was a siren, wasn't it? Now, he had to say that so he could posit it to the others that the goblins and the malevolent ones had returned and so he did decree their presence to the Covenant of Shadows. Secrets and the motions began. They told him to wait, and that he should be saved. Alas, he was a fool. Perhaps she could have endured another day. She had cried for his help. His eyes had bled blood of blue. 
and he was not going to wait. He had enough of the games, the covenant, their secrets, always biding time to catch more, letting innocent after innocent drop into the fire. So there on the dunes in the mire he called out one of the goblins, even though he was the size of a troll. None of the ones around him understood his friends. The fiend tried to cast a malevolent shadow spell upon our shadow priest friends to turn them against the shadow priest. For a few moments as the spells were being cast and the swords clasped with auras ricocheting from side to side on the grassy dune, they almost believed the troll and spelled the shadow priest doom. The shadow priest fell to the floor. He looked to his friends and implored them, Remember, we never condemn. We never hate. We are together, equal casters, equal. We are siblings of the stars. They stumbled back, released him from their grasp. Don't give your man minds to idle men, echoed his mind. So did Boudicca's cries of freedom from tyranny, every aspect of history within him and a desire to protect his paternal and maternal elements of magic combined as that is all we have that's right young caster we have both materialism and paternalism inside of us it's not a matter of how you are born it's a philosophy of how you live and these energies synergize his adrenaline levels surge and to his surprise with blood upon his skull he rose to his feet and coshed the goblin to the ground the goblin vanished into a fiery circle that appeared in the dirt, and in the ball of light the boy returned. Then the Covenant casters came flying up the hill, riding on their wolves, and attacked the house. For days they engaged in battle with the goblins and malevolent casters, until lights flashed, the shadows broken, everything returned to normal. As if it had always been, the ogres feel we all love. And the shadow priest was saying goodbye on graduation day. The Wiccan family there and they never spent time again. They never used the crystal cloud as there was so much sadness in their eyes. At least that's what the shadow priest likes to believe. Because beneath the seas of sounds at the graduation of the sixth form magic, he could swear he heard the laughter of a goblin and the siren of a Wiccan with a butterfly heart and the eyes of light that never dim. And this is why sorrow resonates within. This is why a shadow priest never gives in. This is why a shadow priest will go where no priest goes. This is why you must learn to smell a goblin stench. It's in how they laugh. It's in how they talk. It's in how they hate. And how they try to divide. And so, the shadow priest hopes the elder witch's protection spell never subsides praised day and night that it was the chaos spell that made him hear the echo of a goblin laugh. Ever vigilant, growing ever older in the world of uncertainty, his youth waning, though not as old as I. So young Caster, as we have spoken, nestled by the fire, if there is one thing you should attire, it is that the desire to protect is the most powerful magic. That hate breeds division and allows the malevolent goblins to use their transfiguration potions and plague even Ogresfield, a town where dark magic is sealed. Thank you for listening, Castor. And for now, goodbye. <laughs>